0: I want to introduce you to our guest preacher today, Sam Gould. He's the Director of Youth Ministries for the Diocese of Massachusetts, and we are very privileged to have him as our guest preacher. Thank you, Sam. Thanks so much. Can everyone hear me? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's an honor to be with you. As Becky said, I'm Sam Gould. I'm the Director of Youth Ministry for the Diocese. And because I usually preach at camp, or in more informal settings, I like to walk around as I do it. So I hope you'll forgive me for this. Um, Now, two years ago, I graduated from Stanford University, having studied biology and economics. I remember sitting with my friends and my peers talking about what we were doing next. They were going off to med school to work for Bain and Company. To work in Morgan Stanley, investing and making lots of money. And then here I was. I'm going to be the director of youth ministry for the Episcopal Diocese of Massachusetts. That's a mouthful. The reactions I got from my friends and peers ranged from intrigue to confusion to outright disgust and disappointment. I had people tell me I was wasting my education. If I wanted to go do church, I didn't need to waste my parents' money and go to a place like Stanford. I could just go down the street and learn that stuff easy. Through that, I didn't have a doubt, though, where God was calling me into this work. It all started in eighth grade. So to tell you a little bit about myself back then, let's just say I lived into the awkward years. Um, I grew horizontally before I grew vertically, so I was pudgy. I wasn't the most coordinated. I loved school. I cried when I got my first A because it wasn't an A+. Plus. I was a bit of a brat, um, I also buttoned my collared shirts all the way to the top because they gave you all the buttons, so that's what you're supposed to do. I also walked through the hallway with my hands in my pocket, my head down, trying to be invisible, trying to not be seen by any of my peers because I knew if they looked at me, they would see into my heart and see that I was empty, see that I was miserable, see that I was alone. The summer after eighth grade was the first time I went to the Barbara C. Harris camp. And Confession, confession. My mother's a priest. So I grew up going to church. But it wasn't for me. It was my mom's thing. We had to go, supportive family and all. But it was not my thing. But when the Episcopal Diocese opens a summer camp, and you're a priest, and you have an eighth grader, you send them to camp. I did not have a say in this matter. I was going to camp. So I, wanting to make my mother happy, like I always wanted to make everyone happy, went but I kept everyone at arm's length. I mean, these were church freaks. They wanted to jump around and talk about Jesus and feelings. And they were asking me what I wanted. Not for me. Not for me. I'll never forget the Thursday night worship. I would lasted for four days keeping everyone at bed. And walking in, Amy and Teresa slide up next to me. Go, Sam, we're going to make you dance. What? No. This guy? No. No. No dancing here. No dancing here. And they're like, yeah, you're gonna dance today. So as the electric guitar started going, the drums started to play. Amy and three started elbowing. Come on, you can do. Just a little bit. Come on, you got this. So two girls talking to me, which this was big for me in eighth grade. Um, I start tapping my foot. And it's like, come on. Isn't that enough? I'm trying to tap on beat. This is hard. It's hard for me. And I'm like, no, you can do more. Do more. All right. So I start clapping. Again, offbeat, but little enthusiasm, a little enthusiasm. I'm like, see? See? I'm doing so much better. Nope. You can do more. You can do more. I start singing. Quietly at first. they They're like, no, come on. Get into it. We worship with our body, not just our voices. With our hearts. Finally, I start jumping up and down. Getting into it. And as I did, as I was jumping, I was looking around. I was trying to find that person in the room laughing at me. That person in the room that I hid from every day in school. Because I knew they were going to make fun of me. I knew... They were going to laugh at me. All the reasons I hated myself. And they weren't there. Every person I looked at smiled and cheered and said, keep going. Yes. You are wonderful. And I was hooked. In that moment, a fire lit in my heart and I knew... I wanted a personal relationship with God. So that brings me here. And I think we're blessed by the gospel reading today. We hear about a woman who's had a tough path. She's made some mistakes. But she hears Jesus is coming to town. And realizes this is the answer. This is what she's been looking for. This is what she needs in her life. So she takes all of her money, all of it, not sparing a cent, and buys an alabaster jar of oils to anoint Christ. As she sees him, she can't help but weep, for she knows she is in the presence of Jesus. And she's forgiven. She is loved by God no matter what she did. And this is something I think we all need to take to heart. And a message I think every young person needs to hear. That you are a beloved child of God. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can screw up a million times and we will. We all do. But God still loves you. God holds you and cares for you. And as a church, we are currently failing. We have allowed a society to be formed that is telling our teenagers they are not good enough. There are a million and one different ways you can be wrong. You're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too smart, you're too dumb, you're too old, you're too young. We are creating a box in which the perfect person fits when no one can fit in the box. It makes no sense, yet we allow the society to continue. We are all beloved. Everyone out there is beloved. We can't just hold it within ourselves, but this is in fact something we are called to share. If only every person on this planet was like the woman in our story today. When they hear about Jesus coming to town, they immediately run over. They know this is where they need to be. But most of us aren't like that. Most of us just don't go, but instead need to be invited, pulled, pushed, dragged, and held in a community that loves them and will cherish them for what they are. Now, I personally... Believe all of this in youth ministry. The reason our diocese spent $20 million building a summer camp. So I don't think I'm alone in this. Is Youth ministry is important. It is vital to the future of our church. It is vital to the present of our church. Not because we want to see our pledging numbers grow. More people on Sundays. Or because kids look cute in church. We do it because we are called by God to do it. Because it is the work of God to invite into the church. We are called to meet people where they are. Whether they have strayed far off the path that God would want for them. Or only just a little. That we meet them there. There. And as a loving community, walk with them into a closer relationship with God. It's all we can do. We can go out and invite. But no, you do not do this alone, but as a community. And you do it with God. So good luck. Thank you.